This is UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. And my bullseye! Now, here is your host, Paul Peck. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the MAC Championship Preview Edition of the UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. I'm Voice of the Bulls, Paul Peck. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. We've got a lot to talk about this week, most uh, particularly the MAC Championship game coming up on Friday night in Detroit against Northern Illinois, a 7 o'clock kickoff. Happy to welcome in the most elusive and quick and fast-moving head coach in all of the Mid-American Conference, especially when he's being chased by players with a big bucket of ice water. Lance Leipold, welcome to the show. Coach, that was, uh, I haven't seen you move that fast in a long time. I pulled a hamstring. <laughs> no. You weren't um, properly hydrated? Was not properly hydrated, did not stress, stretch, activate, or any of those things. But, no, it was uh, a good day, uh, a great feeling, uh, great to see our guys uh, enjoying the moment. And, uh, you know, uh, a pretty special time for us when, when you really break down what, what this group has worked, them to, worked through and, and to get themselves to that point. The celebration was fun. The guys chasing you with the Gatorade was fun. That the coming over to the fan part was fun. But I almost felt like it was a bit of a muted celebration because I think your guys know there's more work to be done. Yeah, I, I think there's the things that this group has learned to, to take in stride a little bit. I think, you know, when the sixth win... Um, they were really excited about, I think, but then at the same time cautious because six didn't get us to where we wanted to be a year ago. And then knowing that, okay, you win a game and, and it's an important game and they're excited, but at the same point, it, it's quickly that you, you've got to get ready, you know, for this next one. And you know, kind of what we talked about is, you know, the the goal, the goal was not to get to Detroit. It was a goal, okay? And, and you know, so they accomplished a goal, and let's make sure we keep that in the right perspective. The Bulls are 10-2. and two. They are 7-1, and one, finished 7-1 and one in the MAC. They are the MAC East champions for the second time in school history. They've set a school record for wins in the season. They've won 13 of their last 15 games, but all of that heads towards Friday night against Northern Illinois in Ford Field in Detroit. And don't forget, tickets to the championship game are on. On sale now through the UB ticket office by calling one eight seven seven UB there or the MAC Championship Central page at ubbulls.com. So preparing for the MAC Championship game, you just use that phrase. What goes into it for you and the coaching staff to get ready? We'll get into the specifics of the X's and O's yeah. against Northern in a moment, but just on the overview part of it, getting ready for this game. Well, you know the nice thing about it, I about our staff and things. I, I think one of the things that uh, that that you know. You know, I really, I guess, embrace with our staff is that uh, we're fortunate at other stops along the way to be able to be a part of, I, I guess, postseason play where you have to turn the page. You 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 may work on shorter notice or whatever it may be, but ours it's a seven day turnaround. And knowing that if you win, you're in right away. There isn't a waiting to see if you you you, you get this opportunity. Um, we had that Bucks ride home. Um, especially for our defensive staff because there wasn't as many snaps to watch. They only had 37 plays for Bowling Green, so they could quickly – all uh, I didn't realize that. And it, and it was quickly to be able to watch. Yeah, nine plays the second half. And, wow. And something like that. And, and so you go through that, and, and now you quickly can start watching and moving on. And, you know, Saturday morning – um, you know, coaches were in the office right away, um, you know, 7 a.m. Sunday morning, getting ready like it's a Monday. All those things uh, are, are going to, you know, as it's just like 
treated like another game of the regular season, so to speak, in preparation. It's Friday night at 7 o'clock. It's the MAC championship game at Ford Field in Detroit. It's the Bulls in Northern Illinois. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. It's Buffalo's original pizzeria. This is the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. It's time for our Town BMW Keys to the Game, presented by Town BMW, the official auto partner of UB Athletics. So here you go. It's the Bulls and the Huskies of Northern Illinois. The first thing that jumps out at you about this matchup, Coach, is it's the number one versus number two defenses in the MAC. But that needs a qualification because Northern Illinois is number one in the defense by four-tenths of a yard over your number two-ranked yeah. defense. Yeah, and, and the, the, yeah, it'll be two good matchups there. And as we've talked, it's always how you match up against other people, I guess, to make sure we give Northern Illinois their due credit is you look at that non-conference schedule there. You know, they play Utah. Utah is going to play for the Pac-12 championship uh, hour after we start. And, um, you know, Florida State, though Florida State might be not to Florida State standards this year, they go to Florida State, they go to BYU and get a close win, and they also go to, go, well. go to Iowa to start the year. So, um, battle-tested, absolutely. I know they feel that way. Um, you know, they've, they've also played Ohio. They played Toledo and then everyone else in the in the West. So um, it's going to be a good matchup. But you, then you look at what our guys have been able to do through through our body of work of, you know, uh, a very explosive Ohio team, an Army team, and everyone else that we've gone through. And I think you look at the beginning of our schedule, you know, the Temple win and, and the Eastern win at that time of the year, all those things kind of play a part of uh, I think both these teams have done a great job uh, throughout, throughout 12 games. Northern had clinched the division – a couple weeks before your team did. They lost their last two, Miami and Western Michigan. Anything to be drawn from seeing them get beaten in their last two games, even as far as strategically or just as far as they don't have the feel good feelings that your team does? Yeah, you don't know because you're not inside it every day. And where they're at health-wise, what they've been doing schematically, if they pulled it back a little bit, um, you know, they're still playing good football teams. I mean, that, that really, again, you know, Miami was a team that had its back to the wall a little bit uh, you, as far as staying on the bowl eligibility track. And that. And then Western, pretty much the same way, they had hit a, a really tough stretch after injuries. And they're fighting. They're sitting at six wins, knowing they got left out a year. You know, so sometimes as, as, as uh, Barry Alver, as head coach of Wisconsin, used to say sometimes too is, the teams that want to be there more, I guess, at that point, especially late in the year, you look at the, the Miamis and the Westerns at that time, they had a lot more to play for and, and went out and got it. These are the Town BMW keys to the game presented by Town BMW, the official auto partner of UB Athletics. It's the Bulls and Northern Illinois in the MAC championship game on Friday night. I mentioned their defense, number one in the MAC, uh, number one against the run, only giving up 107 yards mm -hmm. rushing per game. But I feel like their defense is a product of having one of the best players in the country on that defense. And we'll talk a lot this week about Sutton Smith, their defensive end, 13 sacks, 21 tackles for loss. Both of those lead the MAC. They're in the top 10 in the country. Coach, to me, it seems like he's just a game wrecker sometimes. <laughs> he has four touchdowns this year. When he forces a fumble, he usually picks it up and runs it in for scores. Mm -hmm. um, give me a sense of how good this guy is and how you will attempt to neutralize him. Well, you know, he's extremely uh, talented. And the thing that impresses me more, a year ago, you know, he kind of bursts on the scene. So you kind of, you, well, you don't know. Well, now he's gone against many of these people, uh, a lot of these teams, tackles, 
more than once and and the game plan on how to do it but you know to me I, every time I want to say his name Sutton I always want to say Sutton because he's a sudden <laughs> player he he's he's sudden in his movements he counters um you know how he's being blocked extremely well explosive when he needs to be he's not the tallest uh, of in stature so again when you're going against big de- uh, offensive tackles sometimes you're worried about that matchup and getting engulfed and you just don't see that from him he uses his hands extremely well but his quickness and speed um, also speaking but he doesn't get himself in bad situations he doesn't you know run too far up the field he stays at quarterback level he redirects he chases things down as you said he creates turnovers now for us you know our tackles are going to have big challenges we got to find ways to help them when we can we got to get rid of the ball quickly and one of the other ways that you have to do that is and you mentioned those stats already you have to rise to the occasion and establish a running game all right well we'll talk a little bit about the bulls approach to stopping one of the best in the mac with one of the best in the mac bull center james o'hagan will join us later on in the show when we come back with coach we'll talk a little bit about the win over bowling green and the season as a whole that has the bulls in friday night's mac championship game in Detroit against Northern Illinois. Stick around. More to come on the UB Football Insider Show from Learfield. It's the UB Football Insider Show with Bulls head coach Lance Leipold, MAC Championship Preview Edition. I'm Paul Peck with the Bulls head coach. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, continuing to get you ready for Friday night's MAC Championship game. Bulls will face Northern Illinois at Ford Field in Detroit, 7 o'clock kickoff. Tickets to the game are on sale now through the UB ticket office by calling 1 877 UB there or the MAC Championship Central page at ubbulls.com. Coach, we touched on how good Northern Illinois' defense is. Their offense has struggled this year. The numbers bear out that they haven't scored a ton of points. They're towards the bottom of the MAC. They're, in some cases, towards the bottom of the country offensively. What's the challenge in, you know, a great defense, an offense that just kind of sometimes does enough to get by? Well, you know, the, the, I kind of was looking at those numbers like you did early, but then I went through and I watched all their games and I watched a lot of talented players. I think there's some self-inflicted things that, you know, when things all get going the way they should, they've got guys open, they've got a nice scheme, they, they do a lot of things to, you know, uh, window dress, so to speak, what they're doing and try to keep it simple at the same time. They have a quarterback who's definitely a dual threat guy. His accuracy, I think, has improved uh, over last year before, when we played him last year. I think they have a you know, much like a Miami team where they've got a lot of big tight ends they can bring in and out. They use a lot of motions and shifts with them. They use their receivers well and they have a, a very solid running game. But to your point as well, for some reason, it hasn't equated into the amount of points that they want, but they've played well enough. And when you have a defense like them, sometimes maybe you're not as aggressive mm-hmm. as you want to be or need to be. If your defense can hold people to 14, exactly. all you do is score 17, Exactly. Right? And, and the thing is, you can play field position and you can do those things. And I think sometimes that gets lost in maybe some of the, the uh, statistical things that we look at. The quarterback is Marcus Childers. He, he is uh, another one of those running quarterbacks. He's a big, solid 225-pound mm-hmm. kid. You know, at times this year, those running quarterbacks have hurt your defense. And then there's times when you guys have 
shut that down. What's the challenge in his running, a part of his running attack? Well, I think we, again, you, you have to contain him, keep great leverage, and you got to tackle well. You know, again, you know, like like the Ohio game, we talked about Nathan Rourke and the great job that and how elusive he is really through anybody in our conference and has troubles. He, he's he got a, a knack to, to avoid people. Childers does too as well. We, we got to tackle well. We got to keep him in those predictable down and distances. Um, and again, they, you know, make it one dimensional essentially by by that down and distance situation i think will give us that opportunity if the quarterback's effective running the football it'll be a challenging day bulls are in the mac championship game on friday night against northern illinois with bulls head coach lance leipold this is the ub football insider show at santora's pizza pub and grill on millersport highway you're in the mac championship game because you guys did what they needed to do at bowling green on friday uh we knew what the setup was you knew what the goal was and your team went out and pretty early on showed that they were there for a business trip. Did you feel it all week leading up to it? Did you feel it before kickoff that your team knew what it needed to do? To do? Yeah, I, I think the the approach really was impressed by you know our, our leaders of our team as we talked about what we needed to do. We didn't spend, like I said, we told them we weren't going to dwell on the last game. We weren't going to do it. We're going to keep working um, and get ready for Bowling Green. We talked about how we had to modify our practice schedule, what we were doing. We are going to go down to the Ad Pro Center one night. We're going to try to get more work done in that night than we did maybe on that typical night in weeks past try to load up ourselves and in some work inside pull back on some other things needed great effort and attitude coming back off that loss and they did it and they did it with a great enthusiasm great work ethic and i think it really paid off it was a 44 14 win at bowling green on friday team ran for 332 yards four different running backs over 50 yards in the game we knew coming in bowling green had struggled to stop the run they were undermanned and undersized on the defensive line and i think for all of us it was great to see you do what everybody expected you and wanted to see you do which was just pound them yeah. and pound them one after another yeah we we knew they were a little shorthanded there we thought if we we needed to be physical at the line um you know kind of bounce back from that ohio game as well but establish the clock um you know we tried to uh you know uh, use as much play clock as possible, stay in the huddle, milk some time, shorten the game up, but at the same time, control the game at, at the same time as we're moving it down the field with that run game. With Bulls head coach Lance Leipold, as we look back a little bit on the season and get you ready for Friday's MAC championship game against Northern Illinois, well, I want you to reflect a little bit on this whole season that while has two more games left, we've reached that end of the regular season point, mm -hmm. 10 wins, that had never happened here before, uh, school record for touchdowns, school record on the brink of a school record for points so many things went mm -hmm. according to plan I guess this year as you look back on it how satisfied are you that all those things you thought of in January or in July and August resulted in <laughs> September October and November uh, extremely satisfied and, and and very pleased you know I, I know you know expectations you know continue to grow throughout throughout the summer and into the preseason but I still think there's some ways that this group has exceeded expectations and, and, and those are of our staff because they continue to grow in areas that we didn't quite know what, where, where they would be so that part you're very happy about you know as a coach sometimes the the couple blemishes that you do have and what happens they, they kind of stick you know more in the forefront than they than they should because we need to enjoy 10 victories and getting 10 are, is, is very difficult I think across the country right now there might be four 14 teams that have 10 or more wins and that's out of 130 so 
everybody's got their challenges within their schedules and whatnot for us to be able to, to come come to this point with 10 wins and have a chance to get two more is really exciting. Is there anything this season, maybe it's a player or two, maybe it's just something that happened that surprised you? You know, I, I know you are a guy who plans everything out and thinks about everything, but is there anything that came up this season that even you didn't see coming? Well, I probably the one that sticks out to, to everyone is the emergence of the running backs and, and where it was at. Did we think those guys would... Uh, Kevin Marks, Jerry Patterson, be be able to help this football team? Yes, but to the extent and how quickly they established themselves, no, no nobody did. I, I think the the ability for us to, to protect Tyree, you know, considering what everybody goes through in a 12-game season um, and, and the job that Tyree's done getting rid of the ball, I think that is the consistency that we've been able to still stay healthy in the offensive line has really helped that. Um, and I think really statistically as a defense, there are some things there early on that we were able to get to the quarterback with the four-man rush, some of those turnovers we created in the first half of the season. So there's a lot of things there that have been, I think, uh, probably a little bit maybe happened sooner than we expected mm-hmm. and, and to a level that allowed us to gain confidence. All right, Coach, congratulations on the season. Good luck on Friday. We will see you in Detroit. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be one of those great moments, and uh, I know your team and your coaching staff will have everybody ready to make it the great moment that everyone's been hoping for. Thank you very much. Bulls head coach Lance Leipold joining us here on the UB Football Insider Show. When we return, we'll get the view from the trenches as Bulls senior center and team captain James O'Hagan joins us to break down this week, the Northern Illinois game, the season, and everything else that's going in to an incredible Buffalo Bulls year. Much more to come on the UB Football Insider Show from Learfield. The UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold rolls on from here at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. I'm voice of the Bulls, Paul Peck, as we're getting you ready for the MAC Championship game on Friday in Detroit against the Northern Illinois Huskies, a 7 o'clock kickoff that you'll hear right here on ESPN 1520. You can see it on ESPN2, but better than that, get yourself there to Detroit. Tickets to the championship game are on sale now through the UB ticket office by calling one 877 there or the MAC Championship Central page at ubbowls.com. It's an easy drive. If you go through Canada, easy to get there. Make sure you're there for what's going to be a really special moment in UB Bulls history. And I know our next guest has been thinking about the moment. I, I also thought, James O'Hagan, that you're the one guy who's probably the least happy that this is going to be played indoors in a dome because you don't strike me as a dome kind of a guy. No, I've never played in a dome before. So really? Never, no, huh? Never. Never once in my life. So uh, I've been excited to go play in Detroit and stuff, but I do love the cold, uh, as everyone knows. Yeah, I do. And and just, in, you know, because we like to kid James and we'd have all season long, he is wearing a shirt for those of you on radio. Um, we, we couldn't get him to go shirtless, even though you always seem like you're... Are you tired of me bugging you and making fun of you of never wearing a shirt? Uh, no, absolutely not. All right, well, good. Then I like to hear that. That means I haven't crossed the line yet. So um, no eye black. I thought you might come eye black ready here today for I'm the actually show. surprised that it's not there's still not some on my beard uh, it gets wiped off on my <laughs> chin strap there's so. not a whole lot of chin nah. cheek space there for the eye black nah, so. it, it rubs off a little bit though right all right so you've had a couple days to let this all soak in I know you've already turned the page to northern Illinois we'll talk about that later but just give me a sense maybe you did it on the bus ride of the satisfaction of completing a 10 win first place east division championship season uh it's tremendously I mean it's it's amazing. I mean, being here for five years, being one of the older, most of the oldest guy on the team, almost pretty much. Uh, it's it's a tremendous honor to be 
part of the senior group that actually got us here. I mean, coming from where we came from, uh, when Coach Leipold first got here, heck, even when I got first got here, I had, I had I had a different head coach. So the ups and downs you go through, and then it all culminates in a, in a victory at BG, who. I think uh, before I even I got recruited here, or I was getting recruited here, uh, we had lost at the Ralph uh, mm -hmm. at, at the 2013, time. 2013. Yeah. And I remember watching that and being like, okay, we're going to have to beat Bowling Green to get to a MAC title. And uh, I mean, it, it worked out obviously a little bit different, but it still, it still held true. Yeah, you know, going into this season, you and I have had these conversations on this show before about the expectations. You knew you were confident. You knew this was a good team. You knew that this was going to be able to do a lot of things. But knowing it and feeling it and then having it all happen are two different things. So many variables come into play in the sport of football. So thinking back to that summer and thinking about what you felt like you knew this team could do, reflect a little bit on that for me. Uh, I mean, for sure. I mean, I, I've talked about it a, a bunch of times on how good I thought we could be, and it was going to be a good, about going out there and executing. And it, obviously, ch chips fell to the place. I mean, we we had a, a, obviously every winning season I think has a little bit of luck into it, and 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 we had a, obviously a little bit of luck. But I mean, everyone's worked so tremendously hard this season. I mean, in the summer with Coach Lou, uh, I mean. Knowing then what we went through together as a group, I mean, it's been remarkable to see how far we've come. Um, uh, in the winter last year, we uh, the first day we we went out, we went out. It was uh, it was pitch black, 5 a.m. We're all just out there, and it's it's nobody but us. And and I I knew at that point we were going to have something special. Everyone came out there with a great energy and attitude, and to see where we are now, to come in full circle almost. Uh, it's 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 awesome, and we've come a long way. With Bulls center James O'Hagan, this is the UB Football Insider Show. You mentioned Coach Lou, and we don't probably talk about we talk about all the strategy of offense and defensive and things like that. But can you talk a little bit about what Coach Lou has helped this team as a group, and maybe it's helping you guys believe. And aside from getting bigger and stronger and faster, but but he and and I I watch I went and watched the game broadcast back over the weekend, and every time there was a good play, the only thing my eye kept seeing was him jumping up and down on the sidelines every time in, in clear view of the TV cameras. I think the most incredible thing about Lou is he, he said it to me the other day in Lyft. He was like, Jimmy, uh, I'm a strength coach, but I, I don't really care about your squat too much. Uh, he goes, Jimmy, I really don't care about your bench too much, but what I do care about is the culture that we set here and the attitude that we bring every day to go to work. And I think that's the biggest difference in this team is just that's what kind of took us over the edge is just I think that in, in the past people people have been excited and stuff, but Lou has brought the excitement that I, I've never seen before. I mean, every day he comes in with an attitude ready to work and, and, and ready to, to really help us improve. And it's not always just in the weight room, obviously. I mean, a lot of times you hear strength coaches, big meatheads and stuff, and Coach Lou lifts with us uh, in the summer and stuff. But, I mean, Lou's an amazing guy because he, he just brings the energy and he brings attitude to our team. And I think that every week he's gives us a message and and I, th I think that's the biggest difference that he brings that maybe other strength coaches didn't. Now, you play a role in a lot of this as well, too, as one of the captains on this team, yourself and Khalil Hodge. And, and like you said, you're a veteran guy. You're a leader. Um, how much do you take a little inspiration from what Coach Lou and Coach Leipold and all the rest of the staff? You know, I, I don't want to sell your role short. Maybe you will, but you have a role in all of the belief and the confidence that this team showed on the field. 
tell me a little bit about wh- where you feel like you fit into all of that. Uh, I mean, I, I'm definitely, I mean, I, I've been a captain for t- two years now, uh, elected by uh, my teammates. So it's, it was a tremendous honor, probably one of the b- biggest honors I've ever had in my entire life to be recognized as a captain of a, a, a college football team, especially at the division one level. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely work in there. I work really hard and, and, and stuff like that. But it's really, it's really come down to the coaches getting us ready to prepare to play. Uh, Coach Lou, uh, Coach Leipold, Coach, Coach Ike Balsa, um, who's been a tremendous role model for me the, la- the, last, uh, the last four years. But yeah, I mean, I think me and Khalil do a good job of just getting guys locked in and, and whatnot. I mean, we're, we're captains for a reason, and uh, I, I think that our, our, our voice and our role definitely plays a part in our team's success. All right, we're getting a couple more segments coming up with James. We'll talk a little bit about the season as a whole, the incredible performance of the offensive line. Talk a little bit about how much fun he and the guys had with the win over Bowling Green, and then we're also going to dive pretty deep into the offensive line being maybe the biggest key in this game on Friday. You're smiling because you like that, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You like being relied on <laughs> like that. Well, as we co- talked about with Coach, Northern Illinois brings a terrific defensive front that will be a challenge for James and the guys will discuss that as we continue to roll on it's the UB football insider show from Learfield here we go it's segment number two with Bulls senior center James O'Hagan it's the UB football insider show with Lance Leipold I'm Paul Peck we're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway we're getting you ready for Friday's MAC championship game in Detroit Ford Field seven o'clock kickoff uh, against the Northern Illinois Huskies tickets are available through the UB Bulls uh, the UB ticket office at 1-877-UB-THERE or at ubbulls.com well James uh, let's look back a little bit on the Bowling Green game on Friday, and this was you had to love going into a game where you knew you were probably going to run the ball about 80% of the time, right? And as it turns out, you got you threw a couple times on the first drive, and then it was like run, run, run. You wind up running for 332 yards. Take me how much an offensive line enjoys that. Oh, man, it's it's awesome. It's gritty football. Uh, if you're an old lineman, you you love it uh, because they put, like, like, like uh, a lot of the time, uh, they put the game in your hands, and, and they said, "You go win us this football game to get us to the MAC title." And I, I tra- we take as a, as a whole, the O line takes a tremendous honor in that, uh, knowing that the coaches have enough confidence in us to get, get the job done. Yeah, uh, and again, it was a run-heavy approach, which which made sense because Bowling Green had struggled to stop the run. They were they, they only at times they only had four defensive linemen. There were times in the fourth <laughs> quarter where, from my view in the press box, I could see them huffing and puffing and their chests raising up and down. You're four inches away from them. Did you really sense you were beating those guys down a little bit? Yeah, you could definitely tell within the uh, we had a long 17-play drive and they were getting kind of worn down. I mean, usually they'll they'll bring in a, a different rotation of guys or at least substitute one or two of them out and I mean they weren't able to do that obviously because they'd been banged up and, and and whatnot so I mean yeah we took advantage of that for sure you you just brought it up and this is something we talked about your your guys had a 17 play drive that was the longest of the season you had a 92 yard drive longest of the season you had a seven minute and 57 second drive longest of the season those are music to the ears of an <laughs> offensive line isn't yeah it? It, it definitely was when you get down into the late stages of of the drive, especially when you're we're getting a little tired, it, it, it's definitely it's definitely awesome to punch those in too. It's not just you're not just driving those yard, yardage, and you're not coming up with any success or uh, any fulfillment out of those drives. You're you're coming up with touchdowns every time, and I think that not only gives us an extra boost in morale and momentum, but it also tears them down a, a bit because when you're out there for 17 plays and you give up a touchdown, it's uh, it's a little difficult to come back from that. 
with Bulls center James O'Hagan. Uh, tell me, take me through the celebration towards the end of the game. Uh, what was that moment like? I I saw it was pretty cool that Tyree and Anthony and KJ got to go in for the last kneel downs to be on the field for that. Um, but from your view on the sidelines, what was the end of that game? Like? Oh man, it was awesome. Uh, it, it was just it was just awesome to just be part of that and have a celebration uh, like that. Uh, when we celebrated for the bowl game, it was obviously just we, we uh, being getting six wins. That that, right. that is, uh, it was really exciting. But this is a little different because you're uh, you're punching your ticket to Detroit, which uh, I mean, only two teams in UB history can say that they've done that so far. And we want to be the second to, to take that title home. I kidded Coach a little bit about his agility avoiding the Gatorade bath. He he spends all his time evaluating your performances on tape. Do you want to turn the tables here for us? I, I heard him right before the the Gatorade coming. He was like, "All right, get that away from me." And <laughs> and I, and then I saw him take off right out of the thing, right out of the gate. And I was like, "A coach is moving." <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, we had guys uh, corral him in and. That's uh, when, when we get the job done. Right. Okay. I want to look back at the season a little bit. And the one thing that, that pertains to you and the way this offensive line played, you only allowed eight sacks all year long. Uh, one of the highest, one of the best performing offensive lines in the season, uh, in the year, in the country. You're in the top 10 in the nation and fewest sacks allowed and fewest tackles for loss allowed. Those are offensive line statistics, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, we don't have many statistics. Uh, and if they, if you do have statistics, they're typically bad. But it's it's really good to see that uh, the hard work has paid off for a lot of guys uh, who uh, in the past they've played, but they haven't played to this extent. Paul Nosworthy, for example, coming up big this year for us, uh, filling in for a veteran guard and and not really missing a beat. A, almost improving from from what we had last year. Uh, Coyote uh, came in this year, and he he's done a tremendous job of uh, pass blocking a lot of really talented DNs. Uh, Evan. Uh, played last year, but he's he's done a great job this year in pass protection, especially and uh, and then uh, with the rotation between uh, Jacob Gall and uh, Tomas uh, Jackardilla, they've been also doing a great job uh, all, all year round. I played with Tomas for a while, but Jake's obviously a, a, a younger player, but he's got a, a lot of potential and he's he's done a really great job for us this year. How much pride do you guys take in in those numbers and in, in knowing that you know only eight times in twelve games was Tyree ever dumped behind? You ever had to look back and and see that that. Worst sight ever for an offensive lineman, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't been that much, but it, at the end of the day, it's also been to Tyree's credit that he's been able to get out of situations that other quarterbacks might not have been able to get out of. Uh, I could think of uh, an example, uh, Akron this year. Uh, I remember him getting out of a crazy situation where he was dead to rights and uh, he figured out a way to scramble out of the pocket, either throw the ball away or, or complete one downfield, which is one of his best attributes. And the running game, as Coach talked about a little earlier, uh, was a bit of a surprise for him based on the guys that were doing all of it, were you surprised that not only you ran the ball as well as you did, but you did it with two guys that nobody really knew very much about when the year started? I knew in spring ball that Jared Patterson and uh, Kevin Marks are going to be really special players. I mean, uh, Kevin Marks took 170 to the house uh, in the spring game. Mm -hmm. So to know that he had that kind of breakaway speed, which is something that I don't think we've had in, in a long time, uh, has been really uh, encouraging. And uh, Jad Patterson uh, in spring ball is making guys miss all over the field. And he doesn't break them quite as, as smoke, smoke does because I don't think he's as fast. But he's he's got a little – he's got like a little – fighting him and I love that. Got a heck of a stiff yeah, arm he, too, yeah, doesn't awesome he? awesome stiff arm and uh, yeah. he's just, uh, his, his low center of gravity really does it for him. I mean, he, I see him stay up 
his base is always so good when he runs too. So uh, J I knew Jared Patterson was going to be good the second he stepped on campus. Really quiet kid, just really hard worker. Too. The thought occurred to me that because of the the way with his with James and Jared Patterson and the way their names are on the back of their uniforms, it says Jar J A R. I'm like, that's about the right word, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So is Jam on the other side of the ball as well too. So all right, uh, for James and the offensive line and the running game and Tyree Jackson, they're going to get tested on Friday night at the MAC Champ championship game in Detroit will break down the Northern Illinois Huskies and their number one ranked MAC defense with James when we return to the UB Football Insider Show from Learfield. Back at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Miller's Port Highway, it's the MAC Championship Game Preview Edition of the UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. My name is Paul Peck, continuing to be joined by Bulls Senior Center, James O'Hagan. All right, James, let's dive in to the matchup on Friday night against Northern Illinois. Coach and I talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, they are a defensive first team, number one in the MAC, just slightly over your own defensive team, only give up 107 yards per game on the ground. Um, you know, what they do defensively is pretty dominant when it comes to the Mac. Now, you played them last year, and I know some of the things you'll remember from last year's game, and I know a few of those stick in your in your craw a little bit. Tell me what you remember from last year about Northern Illinois. Uh, I mean, obviously I remember uh, Drew Anderson getting hurt, which kind of hurt our, uh, us big time that year. I mean, uh, Kyle did a good job stepping in, but it was not definitely not the same as, as Drew uh, slinging it back there. Uh, but, yeah, it's the first thing that sticks in my mind, and the guy who who, who heard him, too, it sticks in my mind uh, a little bit, Sutton Smith. He's a tremendous player, really fast, really explosive, and uh, definitely remember those two things and uh, remember being really close to the game, but we, we, we didn't get the job done, obviously. All right, let's talk about Sutton Smith because he, he, we're going to talk about him a lot this week, and he's a, such a good player that he warrants us yeah. talking about him. Now, you're not necessarily going to be blocking him specifically in your role as a center, but what's the challenge for your line as a whole, and whether it's Coyote at right tackle, or Smith moves over to the left side to face Evan. What's the challenge in a guy who is a little bit different than the normal defensive ends you see? He's about six foot one. He's only about 235 pounds, so he's not generally the kind of guy that you're used to seeing. Is that right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, th I think that's the thing that really sets him apart from some of the other guys is I think he was a running back uh, three he years was, ago. Yeah. Uh, so he's uh, he's got incredible speed. I mean, he, he's awesome. Uh, off the edge but and the thing that people probably don't give him enough credit for is he's a pretty good run defender as well he doesn't necessarily use his size to his advantage obviously because he's a little smaller but he does an incredible job with his hands getting off blocks because tackles are so concerned with getting into him and dips uh, under guys yeah, a he, lot he, he, he has really good pad level too which helps him out but uh he get he tackles are so concerned with his speed that they they try to get on him before he can get really going and that that's a mistake because he's so good with his hands that uh a lot of times he slips those blocks and makes huge plays i mean think of the play last year the play that got drew hurt yeah uh he did a great job of slipping slipping a block that our, our tackle had did and and, and got to him in, in a matter of seconds so how much are you going to talk to evan and coyote and the rest of the guys about not getting too worried about his speed I, you know i'm sure you guys are going to spend a lot of time this week at practice game planning for him right he's that good a player yeah i mean i i definitely think that uh we'll spend we'll spend time uh game planning for him this week uh but at the end of the day, it's just Evan and Coyote are pretty good players themselves, and uh, I think that they, they're going to be able to get the job done against this guy. I mean, 
uh, they've been they've been great all year, and they've seen some pretty good DNs. Mike Dana from uh, uh, Central Michigan's second an, in the MAC. Yeah, uh, another great DN, and uh, he's more prototypical, obviously. So I mean, I, f- I feel like they're going to do a great job on him this week. I mean, I'm really confident in our guys. Uh, I'll never going to a game saying saying otherwise. With Bulls center James O'Hagan, this is the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. We're getting you ready for the Northern Illinois MAC Championship game on Friday. All part of our Town BMW Keys to the Game. Beyond Sutton Smith, their front seven. Uh, you know the other guy on the opposite side has a lot of sacks they've got good D tackles who are disruptive they've got athletic linebackers what else have you seen about their defense beyond Sutton Smith the other like like you said the other guys really come to play I mean a lot of times what you hear about is Sutton Smith but they got a I I usually mostly know them by numbers but uh, number 98 he's a a, their their three technique their nose nose uh, guard and he's a he's a really solid player I mean he does a really good job pressing the pocket their other DN number 12 he does a really good job and he, he maybe doesn't even get enough credit I mean I think he has like what seven sacks on the year he does oh, uh, eight but sacks. Keep, keep in mind and you're talking about Josh Corker in the opposite defensive end he's had a targeting call in the last game so he misses the first half I don't know if that affects you at all or not but he's not going to be on the field for the first half even though he's not gonna be on the, the field for the first half he's gonna still be part of the game so I, we're treating him just like he's he's playing but uh then then they got number 41 stepping up uh don't really know who that is either but yeah he's I, the I backup but he, they, yeah, he he's a good has, player too yeah, he's as four, well. he has four sacks as well this year so right. their entire d-line D i think as a whole i mean uh between sutton smith with 13 uh uh, Heflin is number ninety-eight. He mm-hmm. has, he has I think six. Kramer fifty-five is uh, the other yeah. D tackle, and he I think he has uh, three I think or three or four. And then their their linebackers are really good. Number forty-eight and fifty-seven. Uh, fifty-seven uh, didn't get to play against us last year because he uh, I think he, he tore his biceps or something like that. But he's been uh, tremendous for them in, in in the run game, and they they always find a way to get you in uh, uh, long th- third and longs that that. I mean, they pin their ears back, and they're they're kind of t- tough to stop. We're, we maybe are used to the sort of the wide open, crazy offensive games that tend to dominate the MAC, but this one's going to be a slugfest. You've already got a nickname for this one, don't you? Absolutely, the brawl for it all. Uh, <laughs> the brawl for it all. That, but that really does describe how this game is likely going to be played. Yeah, absolutely. It? Are you? Re- I mean, are your guys ready for? A brawl? Are you ready for a street fight on in the middle of Ford Field? I mean, only and I only ask that because it's a little different than what you've been doing over the last couple of weeks. If I'm taking anybody into a street fight, I'm taking my team. So, all right, you uh, you like you like where this team is at. You like the focus. You like uh, everybody being prepared. Nobody's going to be wide-eyed about going to an NFL stadium. You already played an NFL stadium this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, we played it uh, at the Eagle Stadium this year against Temple. It was. Uh, it was a tremendous experience, but I don't think anybody's going to be wide-eyed. I mean, a lot of these kids, uh, I mean, heck, Tyree, he's from Michigan. I mean, he's played in this field before, and he's played in a state championship on this field. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't think, I think we're all going to be ready to go. And, I mean, the thing that we got to remember is is that when things don't go our way, don't press. Because something, because at one point in the game, you're, you're going you're gonna to mess up a play. There, It's not going to be a perfect game. Nobody's played a perfect game. Uh, everyone can get better during the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to mess up. It's going to happen. How are you going to respond from that? How are you going to respond to adversity? And I think our team, the thing that our team does better than any team I've been on is respond to adversity. And it's, it's going to be the same on uh, Friday night. You got, uh, you got anything special ready? Any kind of pep talk for your fellow offensive linemen? You got, is there, are you, have you been saving anything for this event? No, nah, I'm, I'm just really proud of our guys. I'm proud to be, be their leader and stuff. But, uh, no, I don't really have any pep talks. So I don't think they need one. Uh, if, you need, if you need to get up for this game, I mean, you're not human. I mean, this is a... 
I, I've been waiting for this moment for five years, and a lot of these guys, who knows, this could be the only time they get the opportunity to play at the stadium and play in this uh, in this uh, venue. Well, you're saying all the right things, and uh, we're excited for the game, and it sounds like you're going to have your guys ready. I know that you are, and most importantly, go out and have fun. Um, Absolutely. This is a great moment for you and your football career and for all of these the, the guys on your team, so make sure you're, you you Spend, you're so worried about winning it, make sure you find a little time to enjoy it. Too. Yeah, that's been definitely the, the, the motto of the season is just enjoying the process and, uh, and not, not really worrying about the end, just worrying about getting, get, get, having fun, fun along the way. All right, hey, it's been a pleasure to uh, watch all of you guys play this year, you in particular. We're glad we get you on the show a couple times. Thanks for everything that you do for Bulls fans. Keep up the good work. We'll see you in Detroit. Thank you so much, Paul. All right, that's James O'Hagan, the Bulls center, getting ready for the MAC championship game Friday night in Detroit against Northern Illinois. We got one more segment to come to really get you ready for this big one on Friday night. We'll do that when we return to Santor's Pizza Pub and Grill. This is the UB Football Insider Show from Learfield. Ready to wrap up the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold from here at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. I'm Voice of the Bulls, Paul Peck. We thank Coach and James O'Hagan for the really cool insight into the season and particularly Friday night's game, the MAC Championship game at Ford Field in Detroit. The Bulls at 10-2, and two, the Northern Illinois Huskies at 7-5. and five. And don't forget, you can get your tickets to the game by a going to the UB Bulls website at ubbulls.com or calling 1-877-UB-THERE. We wrap it up as we always do with our Full of It segment. It's John Fuller, the Assistant Athletic Director for Communications with all the news, notes, and tidbits that you need to know for this one. And John, let's start by talking about where we're headed. It's uh, Bulls Motown Madness yeah. here in Detroit. Um, but for a, a bunch of Bulls players, this is homecoming. This is going to be even more special for them. Yeah, actually, we have a number of Bulls that are from Michigan and the Detroit area, but we have five starters that are from the D Detroit area and five big names on this team. You look at uh, wide receiver K.J. Osborne and Tyler Babery are from Ypsilanti, which is about 20 minutes away from the city. Cam Lewis, our starting cornerback. Uh, Chuck Harris, our starting defensive end, are both from Detroit. And uh, Evan Finnegan, our starting punter, is uh, is from the is from Sterling Heights, which is right outside of the Detroit area as well. And then obviously, uh, Tyler uh, uh, Tyree Jackson, our quarterback, is from the western end of the state, but I know he's going to have a large contingent there. And, this is and gonna, he's the only one that we think has ever played there before, right? Yeah, I asked him today, actually. He said, you know, he played there. I know Jeremiah Reardon, who is our starting long snapper, he played in a playoff game there as well. Um, and he said that Cam Lewis played there as in, like, Little League football, played, <laughs> played in a game there. But he's the only one. But, uh, yeah, so Tyree Jackson uh, played uh, in the state championship game. Almost four years ago to the day, Almost as our as our buddy radio color analyst Scott Wilson did a little digging up on this. Almost four years to the day when he played in a state play playoff semifinal game in Ford Field that that'll be a kind of a cool for Tyree to walk back in there with memories of how he was able to help a high school team get there and almost mirrored his college career you know he started as a started as a starter uh, in high school you know they went winless his first year got better got better got better and, and advanced to Ford Field his senior year for the first time in school history you know he's kind of done that here as you know obviously had the two win season his first year and then we turned to six and six, and now ten and two this year. Getting to Detroit, I know uh, you and I and a lot of Bulls fans that will make the trip to Ford Field in Detroit will walk in there and immediately think of what happened ten years ago. Yeah. Um, the only other time the Bulls played for the MAC championship game, two thousand eight, against Ball State, one of the great memories ever and will always be uh, in UB football history. What what jumps out at you about what you remember about that game ten years ago? I think it was just the, the the craziness of the defensive play. You know, I mean, 
Bulls had really had no business winning that game. Remember, uh, Ball State was, uh, you know, they were 12th in the country, undefeated, uh, you know, 12-0 and 0 at the time. And a lot of people were, you know, you know, had basically you know, high hopes for that team. And then the Bulls come in as an underdog, kind of like they had done all year and used, uh, you know, fluky plays and just, uh, you know, just kind of, the craziness that, that season was, you know, to, to win that game. I remember the, the you know, the, the night, you know, Ball State was about to go in for their game, uh, the go-ahead touchdown in, in the second quarter, I believe. We jar the ball loose. Mike Newton runs at 92 yards for a touchdown. Uh, later, in, I think, the third quarter, um, uh, I'm Sherrod Lott. Sherrod Lott, thank yeah. you. Sherrod Lott picked After up a, a bad snap. Bad snap. He picked it up and ran over 60 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, which, so, which at Ball State was flustered at that point. That yeah. was one of the reasons behind the bad snap. So, right. and, and I always remember that celebration, how awesome that was, because it was the first time. It was the arrival of yep. the program, and, and the celebration was so cool to see. It, and you know, and, Just and, the, any emotion to it yes. was right. I remember, I remember Turner Gill uh, getting interviewed in the postgame, just, just breaking down and crying. Ward Manuel coming over and giving him a big hug, and both of those guys crying. They had built, you know, that they, they had built that together, and uh, and hopefully we can uh, enjoy the same uh, reaction this Friday. All right, the final minute we have here with John. Uh, g- give me one cool little tidbit or stat that that, that you think is uh, maybe going to play a role going into this game. Well, I think that what could really play a role in this game is our ability to, to create the big play. You know, the Bulls have had a lot of big plays this season, and. In the last 10 straight games, the Bulls have created a play of at least 45 yards, um, most for touchdowns, but uh, but at least a 45-yard play to, to be able to flip the field. So I think we're really going to need to do that against this Northern Illinois team because their defense is so good. But if you can flip the field with a big play like that, I think that could be the difference in the game. All right, John, have fun this week. We'll see you in Detroit. It's the Bulls in Northern Illinois on Friday night at Ford Field in Detroit, a 7 o'clock kickoff. You can hear it right here on ESPN 1520. You can see it on ESPNU, but better than that, get yourself to Detroit for the game. one you be there to get ticket information at the UB Ticket Office or ubbulls.com. We thank Lance Leipold and James O'Hagan and John Fuller for getting everybody ready. We will see you from Detroit. Talk to you from Detroit on Friday night. It's the Bulls and the MAC Championship game. We thank you for joining us on the UB Football Insider Show from Learfield. This has been UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation.